quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. If you're investing for equity, focus your income earning efforts where they are already highest and make sure that your time in real estate investing is focused on what to buy, when to sell, who to trust, especially who to trust, and then pay people for the activities involved in your real estate investing. Welcome to the Best Ever Show, the world's longest running daily commercial real estate podcast. Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. Best ever listeners, welcome to Cincinnati's Best Ever Real Estate Investor Mastermind. We meet here in Cincinnati, a great group of local real estate investors and some people who travel in because they invest in the greater Cincinnati area. The last Tuesday of every month in Deer Park. If you want information about upcoming meetups, upcoming speakers, you want to meet some of these people, shake hands with some great investors in the Cincinnati area, you can find more info on bestevercincy.com. That link will be in the show notes. Today, I am our speaker, and I don't remember the title that I gave this presentation when we first advertised it, but it is now called Investing for Offense versus Investing for Defense. In my experience, working with a lot of investors, some of them as their real estate agents, some of them as their property manager or their rehab contractor, HVAC contractor, I'm starting to realize that a lot of the investors that I interface in those various capacities have one of two different mindsets when it comes to their real estate investing. That I'm going to call, some of them are investing for office, some of them are investing for defense. I think it's very helpful to go ahead and put labels on these things and flesh out these mindsets that I'm seeing from a lot of investors so that you can figure out which one offense or defense you should be focused on right now and how that should influence your investing decisions, particularly your investing activity and how much time and the kind of time that you put into your real estate investing. That's really the crux of this. To start, I want all of you here today and all of you listening on the podcast to think about your most important real estate investing goal. And what I say when I mean that is I don't want a unit count. Don't tell me about the next property you're going to buy. Don't think about the amount of income or revenue you're going to generate unless you're also thinking about what that does for your lifestyle. But what I'm asking right now is, with regards to your most important goal, what is the result from real estate investing that you want and when? What is your deadline? Don't need a specific date. I'm not actually going to ask you people here in person for your goal, but I want you to be thinking about it and I want you to be thinking about the timeline, the time horizon that you have for accomplishing that goal. And frankly, if you're listening to the podcast, I would appreciate you taking a moment to pause this and think about that before we move on. I'm not here to judge your goals, and I'm not going to ask you for them, but I do want you to be thinking, because there are some people who follow the real estate and want to go full-time as fast as possible. And there are some people who have a career that they enjoy, they're making really good money, and they are engaged in real estate investing for what it's going to be doing for them 30 years from now, if that makes sense. So thinking about yourself 
and your goals, and not how big your goals are, what's the income number, or the cash flow number, or the net worth number, or anything like that, but just thinking specifically about that most important goal and how far away it is from now. Is it what you're trying to get done in 2023? Is it 2024? Is it 2044? If we're gonna use the lingo that I'm talking about right now, then the sooner that your goal, the sooner that your deadline is, I believe that you are investing for offense. And the further your goal is from now, I wanna talk about that like investing for defense. And I didn't take the time to come up with the really cool sports analogies that I should have when I came up with the offense and defense thing. Just the classic defense wins championships. Defense also requires a lot more preparation. Of good defense is planned in advance. Offense tends to be something that you're thinking about in the moment. How do you score points with the ball now? Whatever the sport is. The sooner your deadline for your important goals, whatever those are, the more that your investing needs to be income driven. This may sound like a no-brainer. Let me continue to explain. When I say income driven, I'm talking about profit, cash flow, whether you decide to keep the house as a rental or flip it. Obviously, flipping the house, assuming that you execute successfully on a good business plan, is going to do more for you financially right now and a lot less for you 10 years from now. But if your goal is something like replacing your current income, getting out of your current career in a short period of time, then your investment is really focused on income. I'll come back to if your goal is further out. When you're investing for income, there are a lot of things that it makes sense for you to do. If you have a rental portfolio and you're living off of the cash flow, self-managing your portfolio makes a lot of sense. Because not only is it saving you money on property management fees, but it also keeps you closer to your source of income, keeps you more aware of what's going on, and gives you more control over that cash flow, the thing that's providing for your livelihood. You take on those activities and you could hire someone else to do, but your greater control is going to help you control that income that you have right now. And what they say is that no third-party property manager is going to care about your property as much as you do. As a third-party property manager, I'll say that's likely true. I have access to systems, infrastructure, human resources that a lot of people don't when their portfolio is significantly smaller than what I manage. But you're right that I'm not going to care about your property as much as you do. And I'm not going to be thinking about your nickels and dimes the way that you do. Finding your own contractors, doing some of your own work, painting some of your own apartments is going to do more for your income right now. So if it's a job in an industry that you don't like that you want to get out of, Painting your apartments is going to save you money that's going to generate income for you. You should be playing that offense. Another big thing is finding off-market deals. Focusing on finding off-market deals makes a lot more sense when you're focused on the now. Because the margin between what you can get it for off-market and what it would sell for on-market makes a big difference today. So building the wholesaling systems, lead generation systems, is a very good focus for people who have income-driven goals that they want to accomplish in the short term. Going back to your goal, if your deadline is something further in the future, you are, for example, 10 or more, 20 or more years from retirement, and your focus right now is on what your retirement is going to look like, my suggestion is that you think more defensively. Defensive investors should not be as concerned with cash flow or income right now as they are with equity. 
and they should be putting themselves in a position where they can gain equity in their portfolio. Getting equity in their portfolio will come naturally through appreciation. Again, I'm talking about people whose goals are 10, 20, 30 years from now. An avatar for this would be someone who is attracted to real estate investing because they have a high income potential in their current career that they don't hate. And they've been looking for a better way to deploy that capital that they can create in their current career, get some tax advantages, but really it's about building that nest egg for down the line when they can't or don't want their current career anymore for whatever reason. We'll get back to the show with first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Are you thinking about investing in multifamily real estate? Need some insight on how it's done? On the Small Axe Podcast, multifamily investor Nico Salgado interviews the top multifamily investors in the nation to uncover the secrets and strategies behind their success. He also features newer multifamily investors chronicling their journeys for a full year so you can learn alongside other investors. Nico believes that it only takes a small axe to build an empire. So if you're ready to build your multifamily empire, check out the Small Axe Podcast with Nico Salgado on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Deciding how to invest your capital is more challenging than ever. That's why it's never been more important to partner with a company with a solid track record and that has thrived through various economic cycles. Companies like BAM Capital. BAM Capital is a trusted multifamily syndicator that has delivered a historical average of over 35% IRR with an average hold period of three and a half years. BAM Capital's never missed a preferred payment, never lost an LP's investment, and never called capital past the subscription amount. BAM Capital is currently raising capital for a fund designed for accredited investors targeting a 15 to 20% IRR and a 2 to 2.5x equity multiple to its investors over a three to five year hold period. If you're an accredited investor and you want to learn more about multifamily investment opportunities with BAM Capital, visit capital.com thebamcompanies.com. Again, that's capital.thebamcompanies.com. Back to equity. Building your net worth through real estate investing, there's a natural appreciation, there's a debt pay down, there's the ability to buy with three, four, five times leverage so that your money is going three, four, five times further, especially when you're taking the long view. You're looking 10, 20, 30 years out. Chances are, if you're investing for what your life looks like 10 plus years from now, you already have good income. So self-managing doesn't make as much sense. If you look at the money you can save now, managing your own properties, painting your own unit, much less, just finding good, reliable contractors that you know will do a good job but cost more and save you the time and the hassle, now in exchange for some of that increased cash flow that you would get from grinding through Facebook and Craigslist and all of your friends to figure out who that one affordable person is who can fix your plumbing issue. If your goal is equity and net worth and long-term growth, then my recommendation is focus elsewhere on where you already have the capacity to generate a good income and put yourself in a position where the real estate can take better care of itself long term. A couple of quick anecdotes on this for you. I got into real estate investing, learning about it in 2013. I bought my first investment in 2014. Obviously, we've experienced a very long bull run. I got very lucky in buying in a fantastic location. 
There were definitely places in 2013, 2014 where I could have gotten better cash flow for many reasons, including the fact that my wife and I were gonna live there together. We were more focused on getting a premium location. We bought a four family in 2014 for $170,000 that in 2021, eight years later, appraised for 525,000. That equity growth has nothing to do with how much I paid for the furnaces and the air conditioners when I got them replaced. It has nothing to do with how much I paid to have those apartments renovated. It has nothing to do with the rents that I was charging leading up to 2021 or how good my cash flow was. I paid what at the time was a premium. I bought this on market, meaning specifically in this case, I was willing to pay more than anybody else for that space. Now, in hindsight, 10 years later, I can see that what I did was I bought an asset that was going to appreciate greatly, and I was going to build equity. And the equity in that property, again, not affected. Obviously, I was trying to get full-time into real estate, and I was trying to find the affordable handyman to show up when I told him to, and I hate painting. I'm never going to paint anything myself. I'll do demo, but I was always trying to find the cheapest painters. Having the hindsight of 10 years in real estate investing, None of that stuff is really impacting that property's place in my portfolio, in my net worth, in, in my investing in general. I interviewed on the Best Ever Podcast, episode 3239, an investor named Arne Sandella. This episode recently aired, so you can go find it right now. He is one of those real estate investors who got started in the 70s and just never stopped, and has the perspective of several market cycles a few different markets, primarily single family and small multifamily. But listening back after the podcast aired, the quote that stuck with me the most was, at the end of the day, the person with the biggest nest egg can generate the most cash flow. Arn had a career that was providing for the lifestyle that he wanted. He was investing in real estate on the side. He was investing defensively, whether or not he knew it. He was giving himself a 50-year runway to let his property appreciate in value, not getting as good of cash flow along the way as he could have if he were focused on cash flow. But now, the amount of equity that he's been able to build over that time period has led to an immense net worth that is now redeployed into cash flowing assets now that his career is over and he needs to be living off of his real estate for his lifestyle. I hope this makes sense for you guys. Because he focused on defense, he focused on putting himself in a position to grow his equity instead of his cash flow or his income. Those long-term goals that he had, the 10, 20, 30 plus year goals, are much more realizable because of the equity that he was able to build himself as a defensive-minded investor. Bringing this to a summary, all of the activity involved in real estate investing has a dollar value that can be assigned to it. What I mean by that is, with all of the real estate investing activity, there is an amount that you can pay someone else to do it for you. There are very few things that you cannot pay someone else to do. You can't pay someone else to own the property for you, not that you ever would. And then, you shouldn't pay someone else to make the major real estate investing decisions for you. In my opinion, all major decisions have to fall into one of three categories. It's either what to buy, when to sell, or who to trust. Outside of those three things, you can put a dollar value on getting someone else to do everything <clears> for you. If you have short-term goals that ought to be income-driven because they're impacting your lifestyle soon or now, 
then you should be focused on finding the activities within real estate investing that bring the best return to you for your investing and possibly to other people. And frankly, if it's really about a career change, you should look into a full-time career in real estate where you are providing some sort of service for other people, for other homeowners, for other investors. That's obviously, for those of you who know me, what I did and what I've been doing for the last 10 years. If you're investing for the long term, if you're investing for equity, focus your income earning efforts where they are already highest and make sure that your time in real estate investing is focused on what to buy, when to sell, who to trust, especially who to trust, and then pay people for the activities involved in your real estate investing. Because 10, 20, 30 years from now, how much you paid for the plumbing repair is going to have nothing to do with your net worth. If your goal is about 10 to 20 to 30 years from now, focus on putting yourself in a position to gain equity. Best ever listeners, I hope I had the opportunity to add some value to this presentation. If you believe so, thank you for listening. Please do subscribe to our show. Leave us a five-star review and share this episode with a friend you know we can have value to through our conversation today. Thank you and have a best ever day. Hi, best ever listeners. Joe Fairless here again. And one last thing before you go, would you like to receive a short weekly email with proven tips from experienced investors, free tools and resources, and a roundup of the week's most relevant news and best ever content? Well, if so, join the community of nearly 15,000 commercial real estate passive and active investors who receive the best ever newsletter. Just go to bestevercre.com forward slash access. And you'll get the very next one. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, thank you for listening and have a best ever day.